Good morning and good afternoon, evening, everyone. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam. So good to see everyone, alhamdulillah. And uh, so, so uh, today our topic is going to go to uh, just all of space and time, and then even beyond space and time. So that's our that's our length, breadth, and width today. <laughs> So, uh, Baki, if you could uh, lead us into this adventure with the Fatiha, please. Alhamdulillah. On the secret heart of Rabbi Pia Nuredi Najirahi, the heart of all prophets, messengers, and mothers, to the heart of humanity. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Okay, very good. So now we'll uh, go to our chapter 64, and this is the poem that uh, begins chapter 64. And Klaus in English, and then Omar in Arabic, inshallah. The days of ascension are 50,000 years, flying away from each sleeper and slumberer. Earth, one weary atop her is sleepless. We do not take her, given what divinity requires as a sleep. Be a stranger, and do not rely on a group of the deserters, the people of languages, of linguistics. If you see someone proceeding to pollution, take him in your hand and recompense a good and be protected from error, alert in a cave with a man that agile you will see wrecking havoc on a day like a year. His step has lengthened, showing no compliance, and he will continue with his lower self, lacking a hobble. من خمسين ألف سنة يطير عن كل نوام به وسنة والأرض من حذر عليه ساهرة لا تأخذنها لما يقضي الإله سنة فكن غريبا ولا ترك لطائفة من الخوارج أهل الألسن اللسنة
وَإِنْ رَأَيْتَ إِمْرَأً يَسْعَى لِمُفْسِدَةٍ فَخُذْ عَلَى يَدِهِ تُجْزَى بِهِ حَسَنًا وَلِتَعْتَصِمْ حَذَرًا بِالْكَهْفِ مِنْ رَجُلٍ تُرِيكَ فِتْنَتُهُ يَوْمًا كَمِثْلِ سَنَةٍ قَدْ مَدَّ خَطْوَتُهُ فِي غَيْرِ طَاعَتِهِ وَلَمْ يَزَلْ في هواه خالعا رسنه so we'll begin with the outside of space and time so and we'll be hearing the silahi this nightingale stranger to space and time and this is also the, there is allah and nothing is with who so kana allah wa la shay there is Allah and nothing is with who. And this is for many of us will recognize this earth when she was not, this place when he was not, moon and sun were not, heavens were not, Allah who. So in this, we were dead and we were given life. So somehow we were dead in a void, empty, and we were given life and we saw our cherisher who gave us life, am I not your cherisher? And we were simple, all of us simple, uh, meaning whole, simple, not composite. And so we all said, yes. And this there's one soul, not many. So one soul, all from coming from one river of soul, and then beings that are light, and then beings that are earth. So simple, you are our cherisher. There is Allah and nothing is with who. And then the Ilahi continues, this nightingale, stranger to space and time, has flown here from the garden of pure essence. And so why is there this world? Why is there this creation? And the answer we get is, if not for you, I would not have created the heavens and the earth. So if not for you, I would not have created the heavens and the earth. And the heavens and the earth means the spaces and the times. So in the Quran, we have the four, you were dead and you were given life. And this is, I made you alive. And so I made you alive and ready to be in creation. And we are in the creation in the womb of our mother and in the womb of mother earth. And Ibn Arabi always tells us that you, know, you, you rub your arm, you smell, and you've got earth. So we are earth, so we are mother earth, and we are bodies. And we are bodies because if not for you, I would not have created the heavens and the earth. And then the covenant is given. Am I not your cherisher? And this is what the mother asks her baby. Uh, am I not the one who gave birth to you, cherishes you, and holds you? And we say, yes. Do not forget my covenant. So this is do not forget my covenant, but you will. And this do not forget the covenant is the reminders. And the reminders that for some of us here right now, uh, the reminder was in the first moment of our birth that a grandmother or father or mother uh, gave the azan 
a call to prayer. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And with that reminder, we're given the don't forget my covenant, remember my covenant. And so that's the one that reminds us of our covenant. And if we're alive as a baby for one day or alive as an old person for 100 years, uh, that's enough to have our reminder given to us. And this reminder then from the Azan, uh, and you think, well, isn't that limited to you know, a religion or limited geographically? And you might know, uh, you know you, I always hear stories about someone saying how they're in whatever religion they're in, and somehow they hear the Azan, and the Azan is very special to them. And for myself, uh, I was, I was studying very deeply immersed in study of the Manaprabhala commentaries of the Sribhashya and Triandals Tirupave in Tirupavalikandi, which is in Madras. And then I heard the Azan. And so that Azan uh, was a reminder, which then I could see the rest of my life moving in a direction of that reminder. So uh, whatever religion we're in, whatever geographical place we're in, uh, this is we might hear that azan. We might hear that re reminder. So that abode is simply the friend, all divine gaze, gazing, gazing. So where is this creation? What is this creation? What is space and time? So space and time is the place where the divine looks at the mirror and the images are there. This is where the images reside. So the images of the divine reside here. We are built upon the image of Arahman, and we reside here. And we are given bodies and Mother Earth to reside here. And whether we reside here for one day alive or 100 years alive, uh, we are in the Earth. So let's have that circle. We've looked at that circle before. Uh, we seem to have uh, four spatial directions, four spatial, uh, well, eight spatial directions and four spatial dimensions. Ibn Arabi talks about then that these dimensions and these directions are eight. So, so four, four dimension, eight um, directions. And this is uh, the place where all of the images that are reflected in the mirror are residing. So four spatial dimensions, and then there's a T1, T2. There's dual time. And this is Muhammad Hajj Yusuf has been exploring this. And he's, I think he's, he's, you know that he's got absolutely everything correct because nobody else understands what he's seeing. It's dual time. It means that, remember we had the horse with the mane? So the horse with the horse's mane. So if you look at the mane, Ibn Arabi was pointing to the mane, to the mane of the horse when he was telling us about dual time. So the mane runs from this part to the forehead, and there's that direction. So there's a time that goes that direction. And then the mane also goes like this. So there's a there's an orthogonal uh, uh, string, and those and that's the that's dual time. So that the, when we're running along the mane from the back to the forehead, we're also meeting at every moment uh, the dual time coming in horizontally from somewhere else. 
And Ibn Arabi says it comes from three years, takes three years to reach this place. Then we go to the next moment where we meet time meeting us that's gone through three years. So four spatial dimensions, two temporal dimensions. So this is the circle. There is one circle. There is one circle. It's, you know, it's, there's one circle and all of us are layered on top of this circle. So all our bodies are vertically stacked over this one circle, which is the one body. And all our souls are vertically stacked over the one circle, and that is the one soul. So we are all somewhere and sometime. And the way that we're stacked is that each of our origins is the, is the origin. And that's the shish kebab of life. That's the line of origin. The line of origin passing through every body from the first child born to the last child born. And then a line of origin goes through all of all of us, all of us, all of humanity, beginning here and grave here, which we'll look at now. So, so end and beginning. So from this pure point, the primal Aleph shines, embracing all the beginning and the end. So we've had that circle, and when a circle has no beginning, middle, or end, there's a notch placed in it. And when the notch is placed in it, then the beginning and the end is shown, is revealed. So the end and the beginning, one notch. And then the end of the beginning is the primal Aleph, and it is the entrance of the light of Muhammad, and it is Muhammad Sallallahu beginning, and then the end. So beginning and then in the end, it's the Sayyid, the master of all the people. So this circle, if we want to run it this way, if we want to look at it this way, we are all layers over the one circle. Every human body from everyone, from the beginning to the end, layered with a line of origin and starting with the children of Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve, the Adam Eve lump of clay, is neither begotten nor begets, uh, then separated. And then we have Adam and Eve, and then the children come. And all of these children are coming from to a womb, into life, whether one day or 100 years, and into the grave. And so all of us are layered in there somewhere, womb, life, grave. And it's already done. So we already have our grave. We just don't know where it is. Why did this happen? Why do these souls fly into creation? And that because all, all of this, you know, all of this depends on souls coming into bodies. And all judgment depends on body and soul becoming purely devoted to Huck. So all of us are being purely devoted to Huck. And, and that's a long process or a short process, but it, all of that depends on us having a body and being a soul. Everything in the Barzakh depends upon a physical body. There is no uh, roaming the Barzakh without having a particle of your being in the Mother Earth. Everything in the vast Earth depends on a particle of your body being in Mother Earth. So this is uh, the, the story that we've been telling in the Silahi. And uh, so now let's hear the Nightingale. He's nightingale, stranger to space and time. I've flown here 
It is their day of judgment, and it's the day of arising for judgment. So that's the little resurrection, and then there's the greater resurrection. This is the grave, and it's the beginning of each of our little day of rising for judgment. This is the beginning of our journeys in the Barzakh and in the vast earth, and some of us have those journeys while alive in this body, and some of them have those journeys when they are dead in this body, but alive in their body in the earth. We start with the breath in the cosmos. We have made a gesture to this and to its distinct details and end begin in this earth. We have made a gesture to this and to its distinct details. The bridge is a bridge of our design and our construction. It's the bridge over the back of the fire. There is no sleep after death, so sleep is for this world and dreams to build the bridge. There is no tasking, no taklif, there's no law after death, so this world is the only place to build the bridge. So this bridge is built by dreams and by actions. And we only have dreams in sleep, and we only sleep in this world. This bridge is built by our actions, based on law, revelation, and we only have that in this world, in these bodies. So the soul has its journeys in the dream to build the bridge, and the body has its journeys in the body to build the bridge. And so that's why we sleep, that's why we have law. And so when we sleep and we have bad dreams, spit to the left. Sleep, have good dreams, build the bridge. So all of our dreams are bad dream, spit to the left, 
all of the good ones, bring your build building to the bridge. And then tasking, taklif, sharia, law, revelation, shara'i, all of the laws, all of the revealed laws. The bad responses are to opportunities to align ourselves and to turn those ones bring out astaghfirullah, that cover over this misalignment of mine, cover over this separation of mine, cover over this mistake of mine. And the good responses to uh, within the law, the good responses based on the law and said to be so by the law are the ones that build our bridge. So everything that we do, if it's something that needs to be covered over, we cover it over. If it's something that is building our bridge, it builds our bridge. This circle, we are talking of 50,000 years and more than that, and 50,000 sounds like quite a big number. And of course it is quite a big number. Uh, there is subjective time and subjective time works this way. The angels ask the family of the garden. So the people in the garden right now, and they're asked in the midst of their delight, of course they're delighting in the garden. Did you ever experience pain and sorrow in the world? No, we were ever in delight. And then the angels asked the family of Jahannam in the midst of their torment, did you ever experience goodness and happiness in the world? No, it was always hell. <laughs> so that's the subjective time. We really have the situation where, where we end up determines how we feel about the rest of the things that have happened to us. So we can be sitting somewhere for 50,000 years in anxiety. And at the end of that, when we're safe, we say, oh, it was just a moment and now I'm safe. So these 50,000 years, they may pass as quickly as the duration of the two rakah of Fajr. And so this is the, the pre-dawn prayer and the two rakah is known to be very fast and very light. And so that 50,000 years, they pass that quickly. And then Ibn Arabi has us in chapter eight, he says the period of a single day with us has the count of two years with them. So when he's roaming the vast earth, he comes to a world where a single day with us has the count of two years with them. The time periods of this vast earth are varied. Did I say the count? Single, yeah, right, it's right. Time dilation of one to 720. So the ratio is one day to 360 times two days. So 12 minutes, if I'm, my math is correct, 12 minutes in this world of sleep is six days in that dream world. So you watch me sleeping for 12 minutes and I'll be six days in that dream world. Six days of adventures, of experiences in that, in that dream world. And all those experiences which are bad, it's the spit to the left, all those experiences which are good, they build my bridge. And so there's plenty of time to build this bridge when we're sleeping. So that's why we really enjoy the sleep because things go so fast. <laughs> and the bridge is also the one where we hear, the caller calls out, wait here, everyone, while Lady Fatima and her two sons cross. And this is our mother, our guide, Lady Fatima. And we'll have this uh, Ilahi, Wait here, everyone, while Lady Fatima and her two sons cross. And I have to make sure that we have um, the ability of Nora to be able to come on. Um, 
Well, we, I think, well, we may have to, if Nora's not available, we may have to move on. Let me go ahead and just read a few of the verses and then we can continue. That might help us with time also. O Muhammad, first light of eternity. O Ali, whirling line of Allah. O Hassan, beauty of the lovers of beauty. O Hussein, mystic moon of Islam. O bright pearl of truth, living essence of paradise, enlightened Lady Fatima. So Madat is the, is the line, is the extension, it's the connection between us and the divine for security. It's the rope that we hold on to. And this is our call to Lady Fatima. And the key to this huge circle of how many thousands and thousands of years that we roam, we roam wherever we wish and we sell wherever we wish if we're people of the garden. And so one of the things that we want to do all the time is to be people of the garden. And those are the people who can roam wherever they want. They can settle wherever they want. And the people of the hellfire until universal mercy comes to them until that time they're shackled and bound so if we're stuck somewhere shackled bound in a dream or in our life that's something that we want to we, that we do not want that and if we are roaming and free to go different places and meet our teachers and meet our guides and meet the people we need to meet we're free to roam that's a property of good fortune of felicity And here we have, so this, when we're in that grave, what is the grave? The grave is one more uh, opening into a new adventure. So we enter the womb and then we enter the grave. And the grave is, is the parallel or the, the like of the womb. And so in the shadow play, we're taken out of the womb box and we're put back into the grave box. So there's two different boxes that we come into for the shadow play. So, oh, lover with infinite thirst, drink this wine vast as the sky. Today is your day to die, your great plunge into divine light. Release your mind from creation. Walk beside your mystic guide. Release your mind from creation. Walk beside your mystic guide. Beloved, universal mercy, take my spirit as sacrifice to Allah. Oh, my heart. Die for truth, la ilaha illallah, Mohammed Rasulallah. This my direct vision in the mirror of the heart, the face of my beloved. Cause my face to disappear here in fauna transparency. There is just reality 
here in fauna transparency there is just reality beloved universal mercy take my spirit as sacrifice to Allah oh my heart die for truth la ilaha illallah Mohammed Rasul Allah today I am coming home dervish cloak and heart of passion pouring out this brilliant wine the wine cups are small ahosna drink away companions there is no more sorrow on earth drink away companions there is no more sorrow on earth beloved universal mercy take my spirit as sacrifice to Allah oh my heart die for truth la ilaha illallah Muhammad rasulallah So we, we've got uh, Yasmin and I will read some passages now from chapter 64. And so the bodies are in that circle. And so they're in the entire circle. They're in the bodies from womb, life, grave, and then the little resurrection, and then the greater resurrection. So they're all there waiting uh, for the greater resurrection. The souls can be released from the body and they're released in dreams. Allah takes the soul and releases the soul from the body and then anchored in the body anchored in mother earth the soul can then roam if it's a felicitous soul can roam anywhere in this in this great circle so it can roam back to the womb it can roam back to your young age it can roam back to after your experience in the grave it can roam to the garden it can roam to the dune and the halt and the visit and the gardens of Eden and all of these places it can roam. And so if it's a felicitous soul. So Ibn Arabi tells us here, first, what we will clarify and speak about is what God said about that day, such as the flattening out of the earth and the contraction of the sky and her falling down on the earth. And then the arrival of the angels and the arrival of the Rub on that day where the creation is at the moment the earth flattens out and changes her form and the arrival of Jahannam, the sister of Jannat, and what her situation will be. Then I will cite a hadith of the mapped positions. So we'll read these part of this hadith. Learn, my friend, that the people, when they arise from their graves, according to what we shall discuss, if God so wills, and God wishes to change the earth into another earth, and the earth is flattened out by God's permission, and the bridge is below the darkness, and then the creation will be on the bridge as God is changing the earth as he pleases, either in form or with another earth. They will not be sleeping on her, and this is called the sleepless gathering. 
So he flattens her out, flattening out the skin. Allah Ta'ala says, when the earth is flattened, and then he extends her vast width as he pleases, in multiples, from 21 parts to 99 parts. And of course, this is oddly specific. So I've been, I've been with this ratio for quite a few years now. Then he grasps the sky to him and folds her into his right hand like a rolled up scroll for books. Then he throws her to the earth, which he stretched out flat, fallen. And it is his word. The sky is ripped as she is on that day frail. And the people are returned to the earth, which was flattened out. And they are standing there waiting for what God will do with them. Okay, uh, Yasmin, are you able to come on and continue? God has commanded that there be set up the safely secure ones among his creation. Pulpits made from light, matched in excellence according to their houses during the halt. The safe ones sit there with glad tidings. This is before the approach of the rub, because when the people fled in fear from Jahannam, scattering on account of the immensity they saw, that terror, on that day, finding the angels in rows encircling them, they did not go past them. They repelled them, the angels, as delivery to the king, the true, exalted beyond and inaccessible to the gathering. Their prophets call to them, come again, come again. Some of them call others. So there is a calling back and forth. It is God's word about what the messenger of God, peace and blessings be upon him, was saying. I fear for you the day of calling back and forth, a day when you will turn your back and flee with no one to defend you against God. And the messengers are saying, Oh God, may they be protected from harm, protected from harm. And they experience an intense fear for their communities and the communities fear for themselves and the pure ones protected, the ones who are not stained in their insides with deviating doubts, nor on their outsides too with things that are oppositions according to law, the safely secure ones. The prophets are jealous of them for what they have of safety, while the prophets, they experience fear for their communities. Then there is the call of a caller before God, which the people of the halt hear, but do not recognize or are not informed about, whether that call is the true himself or a call from a command of his exalted beyond, saying in that call, O oh, people of the halt, you will recognize today who are the ones greatly valued with honor. Because he said to us, O oh, human being, what has emboldened you to disobey your cherisher, the Karim, teaching one and alerting one, so one would say, Your honor? We heard our teacher, Al Shanakatata, saying one day, while he was weeping, Oh, people, do not do what is not appropriate to his honour. He took us out when we were nothing, and he taught us when we knew nothing. And he was gracious to us from the beginning, with faith in him and in his books and his messengers. 
but we don't understand. Is he seen tormenting us after we understood and we believed? His karam exalted beyond, forbid that. He made me weep with tears of joy and the ones present were also weeping. Yes, we might want to continue. Again. Thank you. Um, then we return and we say, the truth says in that call, where are the ones whose limbs would forsake their beds to call on their Lord in fear and hope and would spend in charity from what we gave to them as sustenance? He brings, to them, to, brings them to the garden. Then a call is heard from in front of the truth. A second time none perceiving whether that call is from the true himself or a call from a command of the true. Where are the ones whom neither trade nor sale diverted from zikr of Allah, nor from establishing the prayer and giving alms, fearing a day when the hearts would be changed in the sights so that God would reward them with a fineness for what they did and add to them of his excellence? This addition is just as we discussed in the previous chapter with the special gardens. They will pass through them, going to the garden. Then a call is heard a third time, not perceived whether the caller is the true himself or a call from the command of the true. O people of the halt, you will recognize today who are the ones of Quran. Where are the ones who are true to what they promised to God? so that God may reward the truthful ones for their truth. They pass through to the garden. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give the last paragraph of this, this passage. Then the creations are passed along to the way, the Sirat, and they eventually reach the way. The bridges have been struck out over Jahannam, thinner than a hair and sharper than a sword. The bridges had been swallowed up in Jahannam for 40,000 years, and the flames of Jahannam blazed around them, and on them were thorns and hooks and gaffs. The bridges are seven, the creatures gathered together on all of them. On each of the bridges, there are steep inclines traveled along 3,000 years, 1,000 years ascending, 1,000 years horizontally, 1,000 years sinking. That is the word of God. Indeed, your Lord is in the watchtower, meaning on these bridges. And the angels in the watchtowers are watching the people in order to question the creatures about faith in God. If he comes as a sincere believer, no uncertainty in him or deviation, he passes to the second bridge. He is asked about the prayer. And if he was complete with her, he passes to the third bridge. He is asked about charity. And if he is complete with her, he passes to the fourth bridge. He is asked about fasting. And if he is complete in it, he passes to the fifth bridge. He is asked about the pilgrimage of Al-Islam. And if he is complete with her, he passes to the sixth bridge. He is asked about cleanliness. And if he is complete in her, he passes to the seventh bridge. He is asked about oppression. And if he did not oppress anyone, he passes to the garden. And if he fell short in any one of these, he is bound at them at each of the bridges 1,000 years until God finishes with him 
when he pleases. We'll listen to uh, uh, Farida Bosman now, and um, and then after that we could perhaps have a have a moment of of, of quiet and silence. And Aisha, if you could uh, be ready to tell me if this is something's not working. <laughs> so uh, here we go. And oh, I've got Klaus on the screen and Gloria, so make sure, give me a nice thumbs up if the sound is coming properly. <laughs> Thank you.
Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Uh, so that's the, that was, well, I guess I just told the secret, but I think I can say it again. So that's what love does. So love is the one that takes us in our soul, that it can dance anywhere in this vast universe, any of the 50,000 years, any of the places from the womb, the life, the grave, the halt, the bridges, the, and on and on and on and on. And uh, we dance with the universe when, and we are safe and secure when we understand that secret. So Alhamdulillah. So, and Hamida will lead us in the question and answers and responses. So thank you. Asalaamu Alaikum Shuaib, thank you so much. Um, Britishan, how does Hazreti Ibn Arabi explain the significance of two mothers, birth mother and earth mother, and how are they linked together? Well, so the link is the line of origin and we, when we look at the line of origin, we see that there is one body, one earth, one mother. And so when we look at that way, we see this line of origin, we see all of that. So then we see our, our biological big mother called Mother Earth and our biological small mother called one's own mother. Uh, each of them have that line of origin. So we are, we are connected through all of those. And so, uh, and this is a blessing because if, if our if the one mother wasn't able to uh, do what we needed, uh, the big mother is able to do what we needed. And we also know that from if uh, grandmothers uh, somehow suddenly appear exactly when the child needs them. And so this is the the beauty of being on a line of origin. We're never far away. And so we're never far away. Okay, how does uh, Hazreti Ibn Arabi explain non-human jinns reaching hawks since they may have souls, but not material bodies, i.e. not earth bodies like human beings? Yeah, well, uh, what Ibn Arabi does uh, when he needs to talk about the jinn, he'll give a, a, a short instruction and description, and then he'll say, the less said, the better. And so we'll just stay with that as well. It's a, it's, <laughs> It's not for me to understand, so. <laughs> um, do we keep building, whoops, just changed. Do we keep building bridge until we die or we could quote sleep more to complete the bridge while alive? Yeah, well, so the, the, what we looked at today, we had this, the eight bridges or the seven bridges or the multiple bridges. Uh, the bridge that we've been talking about that we build and construct and it's our own design, that's really the bridge of the entire circle. So the entire circle is our bridge. And so this is the bridge of humanity and it's the bridge of mine and it's the bridge of yours. And we go through that, that entire bridge and we are always in a position to build that bridge because we always have a body. And that's why all of this, it turns on having a body. And so the, to be purely devoted to Huck is, requires us to have a body and then go through all of this and to respond to all of the things that happen to us. And then the, the soul releasing from the body, but still anchored to the body, that soul goes anywhere on that, gra that great circle. And when it's going anywhere on that great circle, it's building the bridge. And so that's the building the bridge we dream. So we build the dream with our bodies and we build, we build the bridge with our body and we build the dreams, the bridge with our dreams. And so anywhere in that place, is always the time to do things. And that's, and that's how time is not linear, it's circular, it's in a circle. 
time is not only in a circle and not linear, it's also dual. So that adds another dimension to time. And then it's not only all of those things, it's also subjective because we also have places where time uh, flies and then time when doesn't fly. And so all of that is, is, a, is a lesson for us or a teaching for us that we are building as humanity this bridge and the, and, and the, the bridge is that great circle. And it is for humanity and you and me to go through this entire circle and become purely devoted to Huck. And we do that having souls and dreams, and we do that having bodies and and taklif, tasking, sharia, and the sharai, all of the laws. I understand about building the bridge through acts, but it seems to me that we have no power over the dreams that we have. Well, that's why we need to be able to roam wherever we go. And that is a very special blessing. It's, a, it's an amazing blessing that we find that we do something good. So when it comes to uh, what agency do I have, the answer is, well, yeah, I don't really, yeah, you could say the Sharia or the laws, um, there would be no benefit in them if I was told to do something but I didn't have the capacity to do so. But given that, it's still very much the case that when I do something that is blessed, then that is something that is also given to me. And so I look at the body and if it does something good, then I say, then I give thanks. And I look at the dreams and if it goes somewhere good, I give thanks. So in both the, my body and in my soul, where I go is out of my hands. And that is the beauty of it. And that's where the gratitude comes because the gratitude comes that I'm not able to move my body to do good things and avoid doing bad things. I'm not able to move my soul to a place where I meet my teachers in the Barzakh and I learn from them. That's all out of my hands. And so uh, it's by grace that any of that happens. And so when those things happen, then one said one is thankful so when when we do something good we say thank you that i was able to do something good and when we go to the dream we see our teachers and our guides and our mothers uh, in the dream and we say you know we're thankful that we've been able to go there because it's not in my hands to do so how do insomniacs dream <laughs> so that's it's very, I, I know a lot of people who, well, some people who you know, say, well, I don't dream and all of that. And uh, it really takes, you know, the one second means you could be many hours inside a dream and it just took one second. And I, I've got definitely got the experience where I think, oh, I didn't sleep for those three hours. And then I said, well, that can't be because I know that I was out <laughs> at one point. So we might be out flicker for the second. And that flicker of the second takes us into a dream world and then all sorts of things are happening in that dream world and we're not aware that we're dreaming and uh, and then one more explanation of of how this all works we're not aware when we do something good and we're not aware when we dream something so <laughs> would intellect senses memories be severed from soul once it enters barzac so the memories uh, are like the vinyl record that they have their grooves and they have their songs and those are in the body and so the and the body is always present in mother earth so no matter what happens to the body after death 
there's always one particle, one carbon molecule, maybe if it's uh, whatever it is, uh, in Mother Earth. And Ibn Arabi always uses the Quran, uh, the Quranic way of speaking of Earth. It's in the Earth. And you saw in that poem, it says atop the Earth. So being atop the Earth is actually a stage potentially of arrogance. And I'm not part of this. I'm above it all. I'm transcendent all of that nonsense. And so we really need to remember we're in Earth. We are Earth. And that being in Earth uh, is where we all of these memories come and all of these signs come. So we talked about the Azan, uh, the, the, the call to prayer that the grandmother, the father, the mother can give to the child or which the person hears later in life and hears the Azan. And that's the reminder. Um, I had um, a mother-in-law used to tell me that when you see a birthmark, it's because the angels pinch the baby and then the baby's born and it has a birthmark. And they say, see, the angels pinch you. They're reminding you, don't forget, don't forget. This is your covenant. And so the birthmark is a reminder. And remember, we talked about the launderers, the doby, the doby men, <laughs> the launderers, they mark the shirt and they take the shirt, they mark it, take it to the river, wash it, put the mark on and take it back and know exactly where it goes. So we're looking at the mark of our shirt to find out whose shirt is this. And so uh, when we come in a dream, uh, we put a mark in the dream, we make a mark in the dream, and then the soul, when it comes back to the body, says, I've got something to show you. And the body registers that mark. And when the body registers that mark, it's like that vinyl record. It's always going to be there. And then when the stylus goes over it, the stylus goes over it and we hear what we are, what we are reminded of and what we're supposed to remember. I saw a sort of map by Hazreti Ibn Arabi about spheric time. Could that be applied to better understand our experiences and see how we are being guided by them? Right. So if you look at if you look at time as not linear, not even a circle, but as a sphere, now we're looking at some interesting things. So if time is spherical and that we cannot wrap our brains about around that. We cannot wrap our intellect around that. But if time is spherical, then we have freedom uh, to move in different directions. And so we're, we're freed from the linear and we're even freed from the circular if we go into the spherical. So that will be one that, you know, whoosh, there goes your intellect and uh, see if you understand it. That's a beautiful way to go approach, yes. Okay, a couple of questions here. Um, do we have to register for every Zoom video via the website link? I think the answer is yes. Um, my second one is what does Ibn Arabi mean by Ubudia and how is Ubudia linked with Takaluk and perfection? Also, what is his general view regarding the obligation and following the Sharia? Okay. Um, so Ubudia, yeah, okay, um, and Takaluk and perfection. Um, so all of these, all of this, which Ibn Arabi shows us in the Futuhat, all of the, 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 the counsel that he was given by Haq to convey, um, all of that is based on his Ubudiyya. So that is his slave basis and slave basis. And he said, uh, and then in one ecstatic moment, he says, of all of the people of all of creation, there's no one who is the slave that I am. I am the greatest of all slaves. I'm the lowest of all. I am the lowest and most abased and the most slave-like of all. And if there's someone like me, he's my partner in this place. <laughs> so, 
so this is the the ubadiya ubadiya and slave basis means that one is receptive to the uh, gazing or the look of the haq at the mirror and one receives that and then becomes a perfect image so the slave is the one who is the perfect image and then the slave is the one uh, the mu'min slave so the faithful slave is the one who is completely uh, completely receptive to and only receptive to Huck. And so in the heart, the heart looks at, at Huck, sees Huck and sees no one else. And then the has has faith as a movement that the eyes are seeing something else, but the, the Huck is being seen by the heart. And so that's the belief in the unseen, the certainty in the unseen. See the because the eyes and this out here is unseen to the heart. Just the way the what's out here, the heart is unseen to it. And so um, so this is why all of this is abd, so slave and movement, uh, certain knowledge of the unseen. How is it that all that exists in the vast earth must have a particle in the physical earth when certain angels have never had any physical earthly existence? The muhaimaniya angels, for example. Yeah, so they, this is the, the going from simple, complex to complex. So simple are all the light beings and the mohemin and the muqarrabin and the ones who are most close. Um, these are all light beings and the, and the Nur Muhammad is a light being and that's the simple. And they are simple. So they are the Ain Wahda, the entity is one. And so uh, the entity is one in the place of no place in the time of no time. So these light beings are strangers to space and time. And so they're outside of time, they're outside of space. And the light beings are simple. So they are uh, they are one, they're just the way they are. And then when these light beings and souls enter into the world and enter into bodies, they become composite. And the moment they become composite, then all sorts of things start happening. And, and because this is Omer, we're going to have to, he's asking, uh, we really have to go even farther than that. Among the light beings who are simple, there is also some complexity. And so it's not the same as a composite body that we have, but the angels do have antagonism. And you can only have antagonism when you have mutually opposing elements. And so literally elements for us, like light and fire, air, all of these elements. Uh, but for the angels, they have antagonism. And so the antagonism comes because they're not simply simple. And the divine names are not simply simple either. So the divine names have their antagonisms. So you have the harmer and the benefit and the benefiter. And so these names are antagonistic. So that's where complexity and composite takes place there. Um, but for our story, we were looking at the complexity and composite of the earth. And so entering into earth and entering into Mother Earth. And that brings complexity, that brings hot, cold, wet, dry. And that makes that my whole body is, is potentially fighting against itself. And so I'm looking for integration. So they integrate that all of my parts work together. This brings us to 
the uh, the reason that Ibn Arabi says that the imam of the woman leading the prayer is an absolute and we don't listen to those who say otherwise because we are a universe of the man, woman, and the, and the lower self. And we don't eliminate any of them. And we just won't want the lower self to be the one leading. So it's the man leading or the woman leading that I am and not the lower self. And so this cosmos that I am needs to be integrated because it has contradictions and it is mutually opposing. So I want to find integration that all of my parts are working together. And so that happens only in composite. And that's one of the reasons why we are brought into composite realm so that we can find integration of things that are not naturally together. Because in the simple, there's no question. Of course, everyone says yes, because there's no question. When we get into here, there's a question, and that's the one that we need to remember. So don't forget the covenant and then all of the things that are there to help us remember the covenant. Um, what is Ibn Arabi's view regarding the obligation in following the Sharia? So uh, that, that when we're in bodies, then we have tasking, and that's so we call that in Arabic taklif, and so taklif is tasking, told to do something. So we're all told to do something, and we're told to do something either by innate nature called fitra, or by this Sharia or that Sharia or another Sharia. So everyone has a, a prophet. There's a prophet to every peoples in all times. And so we have uh, 124, whatever, 120,000 prophets in every age and every time. And so in every age and every time, there's no more making new law, but there is transmitting law. And so transmitting law is there for every human being in Mother Earth. And it's there for everyone in every language, in every age. And all of these guidances, all of these laws are coming from the Nur Muhammad And so they are coming from one and they enter into this world and they are then transmitted by prophets, messengers, and mothers. And this transmission is what guides us. And it guides us by saying, do this, and don't do that. Be where Allah wants to find you and don't be where Allah doesn't want to find you. And so this is the way that we move forward. And this is the way that we and the reason we're in bodies is to go into uh, being purely devoted to Haq. And that takes place through this having a body which is guided and the soul has a right that she be guided. And so with this guidance, we do what we are told to do by the divine. And that what we're told to do by the divine, we either learn it from Mother Nature, from Mother Earth, and that's when that picture I always show you with the Madonna and, 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 and the baby looking and looking up and saying, and Ibn Arabi always says, the first one that you look to, these ones who are blessed, these Arafin, the first one they look to is their mother, which means the first place they look to understand what they must do is Mother Earth. And so they learn from Mother Earth. Mother Earth conveys her revelation. And in Surah Zalzala, we have the revelation that the Earth gives. And so the Earth gives her revelation and her laws and wants us to follow those laws. Um, if, we, if we need another reminder, and most of the population does, 
there's a people who who stick to Mother Earth and they know exactly what they she wants them to do and they do so. The rest of us uh, or others are, will go and have to have messengers and prophets brought to them. And so those are messengers and prophets brought throughout the ages uh, to tell us what we need to do. And these are the, the divine instructions. So there is no uh, purification becoming purely devoted to Huck unless we have a body and unless that body moves through obedience to the divine commands, which are in Mother Earth, in prophets, in messengers, in mothers, and in revealed laws. Is Ubadiyya, in simple terms, being a conscious slave of Allah? Yes, because Ibn Arabi talks about as being a Muslim, say, well, everyone's a Muslim because there's nobody who does not submit to Allah. <laughs> and so that's that's quite clear. And Ubadiyya is the consciousness. Um, we were talking about it in the um, and someone gave me the beautiful imagery of, of how what how does ubudiyah and being uh, someone who loves how does that work together, and the answer that that was given to me was and 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 thank you for that wonderful image is that they say I am I love to be your slave, so it's not you're my you're my master and I'm your slave and it's not uh, you know I, I love and I I want to be myself it's I love to be your slave. And so that's Ubudia. Beautiful. Well, I think we've we've come through the questions so far. Good. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. You, it's good to see everyone. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Wonderful. Good to see